Good morning again and welcome to Overlake. Thank you for choosing to spend part of your weekend with us here this morning. My name's Phil. I'm one of the pastors on the team. I get the privilege to lead our Kidtown Ministries of infants all the way through fifth grade and an incredible team of leaders that serve our families here at Overlake. But just a few days after Christmas, we thought it would be fun to just have all the kids and students together to celebrate this morning. So we're all here. It's a family service. It's going to be great. Um, and I hope you've had a wonderful Christmas. We had, we had a great time, and I hope you have a little bit of celebrating left in you. Um, Christmas is a time where we can celebrate um, that God loves us, that He is with us, that He is for us. And a big part of our celebrations always include gifts, gift giving and gift receiving. If you've read the book, Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman, you'll, you'll know he describes five kind of general ways that we express love and in turn need to feel loved by others ourselves. So that's quality time, acts of service, words of affirmation, physical touch, and gift giving and receiving. And in his book, he describes how people kind of relate to all of those on some level, but probably one or two of those really resonate with someone in either how they express love to others or how they feel love from others. Now, whether you can relate to them or not, I think we can all agree that gift giving is an important part of our culture at Christmas, but also just in general as a way that we express and celebrate those that we love. I love giving gifts. I really love receiving gifts. Um, I'm told um, I'm not the easiest person to buy for because gifts have a, a deep meaning to me and I have real trouble exchanging gifts of the wrong size, etc. So I end up with clothes that don't fit for a year. Um, even gift cards and cash gifts um, pose a, a particular problem to me because they hold such sentimental value. So often I have these $20 bills that I've tucked away until that special moment that I can buy that particular thing that really makes sense for the person who, who gave me that gift and it drives my wife crazy. <laughs> but with this idea of gift giving in mind and to keep Christmas going just a little bit longer and we have a few extra gifts to give this morning. Now I have someone um, who has, should we say volunteered, um, to help me this morning. <laughs> For no reason. There's no reason. There's no reason. This is Chris. Chris is one of our incredible Kid Town interns. <laughs> Who, whose idea was this? It was my idea, yeah. Um, and the lesson is, don't be late to team meeting. Huh. <laughs> Just kidding. Chris has never been late to anything. At least after this, he won't, anyway. Um, so, Pastor Kerry has um, six friends to come. Okay, six, good. Cause, okay. Come on up, come on up, come on up. Yeah, follow the strange-looking elf. I'd just like to point out, we purchased the elf costume and then sewed extra bells on it, because it's Christmas, so, you know. Is this us? Okay, great. So we have uh, uh, some gifts that we're going to enjoy together. Let me see. I've got to get these in the right order. One moment there. That's not that one. It's the perfect gift for you, Bradley. Just got to make sure it's the right one. Yeah, okay, so it's... Uh, as quick as you can, open that up. Oh, yeah, otherwise it's just us looking at you. <laughs> Which is nice, but here we go. Okay, what do we have? And then can you hold it nice and steady for the camera? Look at that. 
some holiday candy, because what is Christmas without green and red sugar? All right, excellent. Thank you. You can put your arm down so it doesn't fall off and just take a little step to your right. Just stop right there. Just smile at the nice people. Okay, what else do we have here? Okay, let's go with this one for you. It's chosen specially for you. It's in green, which is your favorite color. And what do we have? Yeah, you can smile about that. Christmas socks. Uh-huh. What's Christmas without socks? I got, I got socks for Christmas. Everyone gets socks. It's like a law. You have to get socks for Christmas. No one knows why. You can just step over. You can put your arm down again so it doesn't fall off. Okay, what do we have here? This is, this is going to be a good one. You're going to like this one. Let's uh, rip right into that. We're not saving the paper. Mm -mm. Keep going. No pressure. We're close now. Keep going, keep going. You've got them right there. They're right there. Should we hold it up so everyone can see what it is? Not just any fruitcake. That's an inflatable fruitcake. Uh-huh. The gift that keeps on giving. You can keep that year in, year out. You don't seem excited, but I'm guessing it's all on the inside. Step a little bit. Thank you so much. Okay, let's see what else we got here. Um, okay, here we go. Here we go. This is, can you just turn a little bit for me? There we go. That is a great sweater. I have one exactly the same. That's not true. That's not true. Okay, here we go. This is um, inspired by last Sunday's message. Pastor Mike had a few ideas for last-minute gifts. Um, how are we doing that? You're looking a little confused, politely smiling. Let's hold that up and see. see. Yeah, it is an actual pair of hand pants. Uh-huh. Real life. Real life pair of hand pants. And these things have hundreds, it says on it, hundreds of uses. Hundreds. You could use this for texting, perhaps, or construction. Who wouldn't use it for construction? And particularly night blogging. Particular need. So the next time you're night blogging, there you go. You can think of me in Christmas 2015. That is a very polite smile. Okay, here we go. It's good. It's square. All, all gifts are good when they're square. Keep facing everyone. There we go. Watch that bow. Oh, what do we have? Oh, not only is it Lego, it's trending Lego. It's Star Wars Lego. My goodness, what is Christmas without some toys? Something to do? Christmas Lego, it's perfect. Okay, we got one gift left. Here we go, sir. Watch out for that bow. It's exciting. There's a lot of excitement on the stage here. That's it, you're almost there. There we go. Can we hold that up? <laughs> that was also a very polite smile. Let me just read what you have won. Nothing. Congratulations. You have received the gift of nothing. Absolutely nothing. 
This is the ultimate in minimalism. Less is more, more or less. Nothing is precious, nothing is simple, nothing is sacred. Open the pack and be enthralled when nothing happens. And on the back here, there's a warranty here. It says it's guaranteed to do absolutely nothing. But if something happens, return it for a full refund. Okay. Would you like to trade that for a different gift? Maybe? Yes. Yeah, okay, let's see what we got here. Yeah, that's a good decision, good decision. It was very polite of you to think about it for a half a second. Here we go. I'm gonna give that to you. How do you open this? All right, well, you, you wanted it. Here we go. That was nice. I don't know who wrapped these, but um, it's part of the game, I think. Keep going, keep going. You're almost there, I believe in you. Here we go. Here it is. What? It's a remote-controlled helicopter! That's better, right? Because what is Christmas without some electronic toys that can get broken before New Year? Okay, thank you so much. You guys can head off that way. Don't jump off the stage. Save your ankles. So there are some things that we traditionally, or maybe just routinely, give as gifts at Christmas. Clothing is one. For some reason, underwear always features um, food, toys, that kind of stuff. But on that first Christmas day, when Jesus was born, he received some very different gifts. So let's read that in Matthew um, chapter 1. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people, Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. He told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child, and when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too." After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. These gifts might seem a little bit strange to us, but they each had a meaning and they point to who Jesus is and why he came. The gifts that you received over the last couple of days probably give clues about who you are, what drives you, what you enjoy, what you maybe need, and probably what your life's purpose is in some way. And in a similar way, these gifts point to Jesus. The gold symbolizes Jesus' kingship. It's expensive, costly, a gift um, worthy of someone important. 
frankincense symbolizes worship. Um, frankincense is taken from a tree. It's a, it's a perfume, a sweet-smelling perfume used in healing and in worship services, really showing they believe who Jesus was. And then myrrh symbolizes Jesus' purpose. It's another uh, perfume taken from tree sap that are used in medicine, but also at the time used to embalm the dead, which is a creepy thing to give a baby. But it really symbolized the purpose of Jesus' life, that he would ultimately die on a cross for us, that his whole purpose was to die on a cross for us. So those are the gifts that Jesus got for Christmas, but for a second, let's think and remember, what did you get for Christmas? So let's take a few seconds right now, think about the gifts you opened on Christmas Day, I left a space on the handout if you want to draw those, if you are so inclined, um, or you can write them, or you can just think of them, it's fine. Um, hopefully you got a, a few good gifts you can, you can think about or that come to mind. Um, if someone were to, to look at that list or, or see those drawings, they'd probably get a pretty good idea um, of who you are, or at least a few clues about who gave you those gifts. The best gifts are often from the people that know us best, that know what we like, and more importantly, often what we need. Um, and there's one gift that we did not unwrap on Christmas morning or this morning, and that's the gift of grace through what Jesus did for us all on the cross. Just like all our other gifts, it reminds us of the gift giver, that God is loving and generous and grace-filled, and it teaches us of the recipients, us, that we are loved and treasured and full of worth and that we need His grace. Ephesians 2 says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. No one can earn this gift. No one can take credit for it but God. Everyone sinned. Everyone has turned away from God at, at some point. No one can reach God's perfect standard. Over the past few weeks, Pastor Mike has been challenging us to be present over Christmas and not to use our energy striving for perfection because we know from experience that, in fact, we can't even reach our own human standards of perfection, let alone God's. And at some point, everyone makes a mistake or trips up or misjudges a situation, lashes out, allows their emotions to take over. And the amazing thing about this gift is God knows all this. And He gives us the freedom to mess up and make mistakes and loves us in spite of it and offers a way to be, to be made right with Him again. And this gift is just that. It's a gift no strings attached, a perfectly complete gift. It is not like one of those gifts we get at Christmas, like a Lego set that we have to build all morning or afternoon, or a 5,000-piece jigsaw puzzle that lasts until March, or a perfect-scale replica of Pearl Harbor made from toothpicks that we begin and then never quite finish. It's not even like one of those honeydew projects, cleverly disguised as a gift. <laughs> yes, thanks for the change my own oil kit. You know what? Vacuum cleaners are not gifts. Mm -mm. With this gift, the work has been done for us, and all we have to do is accept it. John 19, verse 30, Jesus is on the cross. It's the end of his life, and he, he says, it is finished. It is finished. He bowed his head and released his spirit. It's finished. It's done. If you want it, it's here for you. 
Jesus' death is all we need to be made right with God. In, in Kid Town, with our elementary kids, we use A, B, and C to help remember this. A, admit that we've sinned and turned away from God. Believe in Jesus and what he did for us on the cross and call on him and ask him to come into our hearts and be the boss of our lives. It's that simple. And the number one question we're often asked after Christmas is, what did you get? How was Christmas? What did you get? What did you get? What gifts did you get? And to tell people of the gift Jesus gave is a gift worth boasting about. People rarely ask, what did, what did you give this Christmas? What did you give? But I think what we give in response to what we get is, is actually really important. If we get an inflatable fruitcake for Christmas, then we might not need to worry about what we're going to buy that person next year. But Jesus gave us freedom from sin. So our gift in return, our response should matter. It should mean something. In 2 Corinthians 5, it says, He died for everyone so that those who receive His new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ, who died and was raised for them. His gift to us is new life. He died for us so we could live with Him forever. And in return, we give Him our lives, letting Him take control. So with that in mind... What could you give this Christmas? We've thought about what we've got. What could you give? Again, there's a space to draw or list or think about some things. And you may be great at gift giving. You may have given some incredible perfect gifts this year. When um, I was growing up and we would put all the gifts under the tree the week before Christmas and then my sister and I would lie on the floor I don't know why we'd lie on the floor, but we'd lie on the floor, and we would try and figure out whose gift belonged to who and how many there was going to be and who would win, because the competition each year was to be the person opening gifts the longest. So who would be the one left opening gifts last when everyone else is just filled with jealousy? And so one year, um, I went to like a dollar store and bought 30 packets of Christmas candy, so I was a big spender, and wrapped them individually and handed them out fairly arbitrarily to people, friends, at school. I received similar gifts in return. Similar value, too. Um, I won the game that year, but it didn't really mean anything. It didn't really have any meaning to it. The gift giving and receiving was more of an action than it was anything with meaning. So this Christmas, as we head into a new year with new beginnings, what could you give that would have meaning? God has a plan for your life, a great plan and a great purpose, and He wants to see you fulfill that plan and become who He made you to be. He saved you because He loves you and wants to have a relationship with you. God doesn't want anyone to be lost and doesn't want just anyone to be saved. He wants you, and that's true for all of us. Who were the first to hear publicly of Jesus' birth? Was it the rulers? Was it the religious establishment? No, it was shepherds, some guys looking after sheep. God loves the outcasts and the low. Who witnessed Jesus' first miracles? It was the servants at a wedding feast, not the host, not the guests, but the guys in the kitchen. You may think that God couldn't or wouldn't use you, but if you let him, you are in the right place to have God use you for powerful, powerful purposes. You are never too young or too inexperienced to be used by God. Mary was pretty young, and God used her in miraculous ways. And it won't always be easy. 
God had a plan for Joseph, and it wasn't the plan he had in mind. It wouldn't have been easy for Joseph to follow that plan, but he did. And last on your, on your outline, there's a final space to write one thing that you might give this Christmas. Perhaps over the next few days, this afternoon, perhaps as you look into the new year. And it might be something in your life that you've held back from God. It might be that you need to praise Him for something specific that He's done or helped you through. This Christmas, you might want to give Him your future, your plans, your, your worries or concerns. You might want to give Him the things that you love, maybe the things that you lean on when really you should be leaning on, on God. It might be something super practical. Perhaps you could reach out to someone this week and cook a meal or share a story or buy a coffee. Small acts of kindness go a long way. But whatever you do, do something in response to what Jesus has given us. This Christmas, as we end the year, you might want to give him your heart for the first time and begin a relationship with him right now. And there isn't a gift God would want more than that. So as we head into 2016 and start packing away Christmas decorations, let's just keep in mind God's perfect gift and respond in a way that is more meaningful than just a thank you note. Let me pray for us. Father, we thank you for the gift of Christmas and the, the gift of grace through Jesus. And we pray that you stir in our hearts a response that honors you and glorifies you. We ask that you surround us with your love and your care as we head into a new year. Help us to follow you better and to understand your love for us more deeply. And we ask this in your name. Music